Hello and welcome back to What Happened Tech Edition. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and this week I got stories for you from Kick, Sprint, and Tesla. We'll start off with Kick and uh, a little rest in peace here. Kick is shutting down. Kick CEO Ted Livingston announced this week that their messaging app Kick would be shutting down. This is a part of the company's plan to continue to fight the lawsuits from the SEC over their initial coin offering. Besides shutting down Kick, layoffs will be made so that only a 19 person team will be left. And will also try to convert kin users to kin buyers, their cryptocurrency. Mr. Livingston said that this will reduce their burn rate by 85% and will allow them to continue to fight the lawsuit. Overall, the focus of the company from now on is to get people to buy and use the kin cryptocurrency. In the message from Livingston, there was no set date on when Kick would shut down. Well, this is one of those cases that you don't see often, and that is a company willing to commit suicide. See, they just killed what they were known for. And now, they're writing it all on cryptocurrency that is not well known and facing a lawsuit because of it. Like, for the company to be successful now, they need to win the lawsuit with the SEC. And then with whatever money they have left, advertise the shit out of Kin. That is highly unlikely. Since Kin is not that wildly available, it is already limited to what it can grow. And if I had money, I would not be investing in a company that is facing a lawsuit. So for Kin, it all comes down to the lawsuit, and I expect them to lose. Moving over to Sprint. Sprint's facing an FCC investigation. Sprint is under an FCC investigation for not returning millions of dollars meant for low-income subsidies to the FCC. This is in reference to the FCC's Lifeline program that gives cell phone providers a subsidy for low-income customers. The issue here is that there is a provision that says if the customer has not used the service for 30 days or more, the provider must remove them from the program. The FCC is saying Sprint failed to do so for 885,000 subscribers. Which means while those customers were not using the service, Sprint was collecting 9.25 subsidy per customer per month. Sprint says this was an error with the issue starting in June 2017, and they are working toward reimbursing the money owed. Ah, oh, Sprint, you fucked up. See, this by itself, it's not a big story, but since they are trying to merge with T-Mobile for the 20th time, I wonder if this would hurt their chances a bit. Yes, for the most part, the merger has most of the approvals it needs, but it's still not done. So both companies have to walk on eggshells until it is done. Also, this could be a very expensive bill, depending on how long each user was inactive. I did some quick math, and for every month all 885,000 users were not using the service, Sprint would be getting 8.1 million per month. And with the issue starting two years ago, yeah, this would take some time for the company to pay off. Tesla now supports Netflix, Spotify, YouTube, and more. Tesla has released version 10.0 of their car software and it has a lot of new additions. First, there are a lot of entertainment options now with support for Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, and Spotify. For safety, all of the video services can only be used while the car is parked. Cuphead has been added with the first level of the game now part of Tesla Arcade. The other big entertainment feature is karaoke where passengers can sing along the songs with lyrics being shown on the in-car display. Besides the entertainment additions, there is a new self-driving feature called Smart Summon which allows a Tesla to leap a parking spot and drive to the driver. The only caveat to this is that the driver must be in the line of sight of the Tesla. This feature is also only available for Teslas who have enhanced autopilot or full self-driving. Right now, the software update is rolling out the Tesla 3S and X customers, with drivers with full self-driving getting it first. I think this is a really cool update to Tesla cars, and there could be something here that we have not noticed yet, and that is Tesla becoming the center of attention for people hanging out. Think about it. People in the summer love to just hang out around their cars on the beach, or in the fall, tailgate for a football game. Now with the Tesla, while you do that, you're able to watch videos as well as play karaoke. Now I don't think we're gonna see an immediate wave of Tesla tailgates, but expect more of them to be used like that over time. And lastly, YouTube Music to come pre-installed on Android devices. 
Google has announced that YouTube Music will be the default music app on Android 9 and 10. Now when a customer buys a new device that runs these versions of Android, YouTube Music will become pre-installed, replacing Google Play Music. Android users that deal with this can still use Play Music, they'll just have to download it from the Google Play Store. This is part of Google's continued push to move over from Google Play Music to YouTube Music as their only music subscription service. I gotta say, this is a dumb move by Google. See, when they first announced YouTube Music would take over, I was okay with it. I tried to use the app, and while it was limited, it was fine for what it was. The issue is that this slow transition is now well over a year old, and YouTube Music is still nowhere as good as Google Play Music for just doing simple things. It really is a shame, too, because since I got Google Play Music with my YouTube Red subscription, I used it a lot, and I enjoyed it. But since YouTube Music is not being updated fast enough, I've switched over to Apple Music and not looked back. But really, this just shows how Google operates, where it is simply too big for its own good. You see this in their multiple messaging apps, where they should only have one or two and just keep working on them and improve them. And you see it here as well. Maybe they think people will just be lazy and use YouTube Music since it is already there, and there may be some people that do that, but it will not provide them much of a boost. And that's it for this episode of What Happened Tech Edition. What story did you find most interesting? I found the Sprint FCC investigation to be interesting. The fact that they were able to more or less get away with it for that long. I assume they kind of did it on purpose. I don't think it's an oversight. But what do you think? You can let me know on Instagram, at Tyler Callahan Media, or on my Facebook page. Link to it is in the description of the podcast. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.